And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Where do Spirit Halloween employees go on November 1st? They always disappear in some Spirit Halloween curse. Maybe they're laid off, but I think it's worse. I think they're killed off and taken in Halloween curse. Into costumes with the spirit Halloween curse. They go cowboy, Superman, inappropriately dressed nurse. There's only one way for the spell to be reversed. You can't film here. No, we're just doing like a TikTok. It's just like a TikTok. You, you can't film. <laughs> Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, is Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you! Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. How did trick-or-treating go last night for you gentlemen i know you had the night off you've uh, done yeah, it all weekend done. you've it done it all great. month it was great for me <laughs> i was a, done what about you oh we're loaded up yeah oh two pumpkins full in about an hour and a half to the point where our kids were like i got enough candy let's go hand some out wow unfortunately we only had two trick-or-treaters come by so we have <laughs> our whole house's allotment of candy as well but it was great i would say that um kit kats Seem to be the most prolific candy. Yeah, they made made a comeback. They made a comeback. Kit Kats are back. All right, yeah. There's a lot of white ones out there, too, which aren't nearly as good. as good. Not as good. No. We like (laughs) the chocolate. Did you have a lot of kids in your neighborhood? Not really. No. I think maybe four. Nah, bro. I had seven total kids. (laughs) Three groups. That's it. Yeah, what's going on? We got a trick or treat here next year. We'll bring our kids into the classic factory and we'll Uh, hand them candy. Okay. That's the best option we we got. JD, you said you barely had any kids, too. Yeah, hardly anything. Um,. Saw very early, saw a woman and her kid walk right by the house. They didn't even come up the driveway. It's a it's a bit of a hike. You have that it's steep a driveway, hike. It's, yep. yeah. Yeah, and it was a little, small child and a rather large woman. So she, I don't think she wanted to. She's like, we're not going up. I'm there. not going up there. Also, I was at the side of the house, sculling a Guinness and grilling sausages. So <laughs> that might have turned yeah. it turned her off as well. So okay, well, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Immaculate items, always available there. Send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll probably hit the beach. Maybe tomorrow we'll sprinkle some in. Yeah, it's a light night in the association. Yeah. So get your cues in or your comments in. Uh, you can tweet them in as well, at No Dunks Inc. That's I-N-C on the end. And if you haven't already, grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Okay, uh, on today's show, we're going to do a little up-down fun. Remember the up-down report? I remember that. I haven't done that in a while. we got some topics to uh, throw some thumbs up or down on that. Oh, yeah. But we'll go through the games here first, and we'll start with the Clippers edging the Rockets 95-93 
on Paul George's clutch play, and I think he was listening to yesterday's <laughs> podcast, or maybe he was in the stream team for all we know, because Trey Kirby, you were, you were calling him out. You're saying, come on, PG, no Kawhi, you got to step up, and he did last night. He was at 19 points per game heading in uh, to last night's game, basically shooting 25% from three prior to the season. He said, I'm just the number two on this team. Kawhi Leonard is our number one, but Kawhi Leonard hasn't been around, so Paul George, he had to have been listening. You think he's a stream teamer? Most mm. likely. I mean, it's an early start. It's West early Coast time. West Coast, yeah. yeah. So, either way, if he's listening after the show, thank you very much. Yeah. Fish, uh, but fishing and podding, probably. He's a fisheries pod podcasting oh, out that's there. that's a good point, yeah. Do you need things to do while you're fishing? <laughs> yeah. Throw on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. see what the boys are saying. Yeah. yeah, not bad. He came out fired up. He was into it right away, looking aggressive right away. Finished with 35 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 6 steals, and 2 blocks. Very close to a 5x5. Five five. So close. However... He did hit five threes. Yeah. Are you willing to accept that as a five-by-five, five, <laughs> no, Skeets? No, no. You no. can't accept that? No, come on. I need my traditional box score stats. You need the it's, traditional yeah. stats. It's funny. I was, I was trying Hold to on, stretch. Let me it. catch this bug here. Yay! You got, got it. it. You got it. Wow. <laughs> that bug was bothering us on yesterday's show. And we got it today. Sorry, continue. That doesn't matter. There's a lot of Halloween candy around here. There's, there's bugs <laughs> oh, look, good point. looking for candy. <laughs> what, are you handing out apples over here at this house? <laughs> Boo. Uh, well, that, maybe I that's why no one showed up. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing looking at Larry Markinen's line. Can we stretch into made threes for a 5x5? Five five? I don't know why I was thinking that. <laughs> we're desperate. Just because we're desperate for a 5x5. Five five five. Five. We're don't so happen. desperate for a 5x5. Five because five. it's so much more difficult to get the 5 in both of the defensive categories. 5 Doesn't blocks happen. for sure. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. But what a game here from PG. What and, a game. And the clutch shots, the too. too. Yeah. Exactly right. He came out and he was into the game right away. At one point, Ty Lu ran three straight mid-post touches for Paul George against Tari Eason, and he scored on the first two with a couple of jumpers. Then on that, they doubled him. He went around, found Terrence Mann cutting for a hoop. He was just playing a perfect game. Down five, though, uh, late in the fourth quarter, Paul George went for an assist, a three-pointer, a steal, and then obviously hit the game winner as well. Tough game winner. Eric Gordon winner. played that Great defense. pretty damn well. Yeah, Hands up. He took a little bump. Great challenge, but Paul George can elevate and hit a jumper. So he looked like the number one guy out there. The Clippers desperately needed a win, especially considering Paul or, uh, Kawhi Leonard is not going to be going on this road trip with them. Who knows when he's coming back to play, it kind of feels like right now. So shout out to Paul George stepping up when his team needed him. They absolutely do need him. This was an ugly basketball game. They just won at the end yep. over a Houston Rockets team that is asking Eric Gordon to do a lot. Eric Gordon having so many plays run through him on the offensive end. He's their only real veteran guy that they can run through things. And then he's guarding Paul George at the other end in crunch time. I hope for Eric Gordon, although he, I'm sure he's a great vet on this team, that this is finally the year. We've asked year after year after year after year for him to find a team where he can contribute to a, a winning situation. And he just seems like he's ready to do that because he's playing so well, you know, in this role that they shouldn't be asking him to do. Right. Uh, but, the Clippers situation is dire, as you said. No Kawhi to join them on their road trip here. They are built to have two superstars on their on the at the front of their roster, and it's it's spooky scary that he's only played in two of seven games after having so much time off, the entire season off, not going on this road trip. Although there are guys to come chip in, you know, we talk about the depth on this Clippers team. It is truly a team built for two superstars to lead the way. And yeah, Paul George finally stepped up to have one night, but they barely beat the Rockets. I know. Uh, so they're they're struggling in behind 
uh, Paul George to get some consistent play. I like that Paul George said after this game he takes full responsibility for their record right now. So he's owning that, but you're right. If they had dropped this and uh, the Rockets had their chances, <laughs> that would have been you know two losses to OKC the Clippers had. They were losing games by uh, usually double digits over the last week or so. And they pull it out because Paul George comes through with the heroics. Because those were those were big shots, big plays. I love that pick and roll with Zubats there. You said when they were down five, they needed that one. Then a great timeout call by Ty Lue, too. They had got the stop. They're coming back the other way. You know, that nothing's really happening. You know, you're trying to get the ball to Paul George, but the Rockets are pressing up. And he's like, all right, timeout, timeout, timeout. Let's, let's run something here. And then that resulted in the Paul George having Eric Gordon on because Jabari was on him at first, a little more length. Paul George couldn't sort of get separation. And then they called the timeout, got it back to Paul George with EG on him. And he rose up and he hit that three. And then that set up uh, the turnover there where he pulls, you know, pops it loose. You know, it's one of those funny steals that he gets credit for. I mean, he, he created the steal. But it goes, I think, was it Morris that picked it up? And he almost mm-hmm. bobbles it there. Fine. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Sometimes, though, they, they I feel the like they go back and forth on who they give a steal to sometimes. <laughs> right? The yeah, guy that usually. created it, the popping it out, or the guy that sort of, like, grabbed it and corralled it. It's sort of weird. Yeah, usually it's the grabber, I think. But it's it's the creator. <laughs> they switch it up. It's the creator who should get it, I do think. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and no John Wall in this, in this game either. Yeah, they're, they're lacking behind uh, Paul George, and, and Reggie Jackson hasn't come out to play. Mm-hmm. all that well so yeah you have depth uh, but at the same time not much in the creating department as we talk about creators so Paul George had to do a lot in this game and, the, Ro- great, and the Rockets I mean in in the end it's like yeah I guess they would like the victory but would they <laughs> you know like another close game entertaining game so you don't want to be the Utah Jazz winning so many games oh man Spurs and Jazz they can't lose these teams all right well let's move to Utah what yeah. is going on with this <laughs> with this basketball team they they crushed yeah, that's right what they crushed the Grizzlies again 121 105 John Morant played in this there was some questions heading into it or during the day whether or not he was going to suit up for them but he did so the Jazz improved to 4-0 at home here Tass I mean, are they for real? I mean, when are they going to fall off? Here? Well, it's it's a Grizzlies team last year that won 56 games, obviously going up against this Utah Jazz team. And to me, it must feel like they're looking in the mirror uh, with this Utah Jazz team on the other side because they can go 10-11, really, really talented guys deep. And obviously, the Grizzlies have John Morant at the top of their roster. But there was a reason they went 20-4 and four without him last year because they had so many guys. And with the Jazz trades of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bogdanovich, they have inserted a lot of guys who can just play. From Cleveland, they got Markin and, and Sexton, and from Minnesota, they got Vanderbilt and Beasley. Uh, they they were able to get Beverly, who they swung into Taylor Horton Tucker. They got Kelly Olnick. And you watch them play, and it obviously can come from absolutely anywhere on this roster. You know, Clarkson and Conley sort of lead the way, but then because Kelly Olnick's allowed to make a play, and then Jared Vanderbilt's hitting those lefty threes in the corner, you don't really know, you know, who to guard. Obviously, Markinen will pick and pop you to death, uh, but he's the guy that could be an all-star this year. I, I, I think if, if the if, if this the Salt Lake City is hosting this baby, oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> we'll be there in February. If they, if it, it's either Clarkson or him, I know we're I'm jumping ahead here, and we're, we'll, we have a uh, question about all-star appearances later yeah. later on in up down. But the way Lowry Markinen is playing. If they're anywhere close, they're not going to be a 750 win team here. They're they're six and two, a 750 win percentage probably not. But <laughs> um, it is like they're playing the Grizzlies of last year because when you come off the bench with guys who can score like Sexton and Beasley uh, and you know Taylor Horton Tucker to some degree, it's 
you just can't take a playoff. Right. And, There's waves of guys. Yeah. And, <laughs> just and, still coming. Yeah. And obviously the Grizzlies didn't have Bane and, and that hurt. But uh, the Jazz are going to play real tough defensively. Markkanen's line of 31 points and 11 boards is impressive. But it's the four blocks. Uh, and it's, again, like three seven-footers essentially with old Nick Hammond and Jared Vanderbilt. Dude, it's tough. I, I thought John Morant's uh, big night was was difficult to get to his 37 points with the way he had to go inside against these monsters. And I'm glad, you know, we were making our Tic Tacs and our shorts in the summer because that forced me to watch Eurobasket. I was having some uh, finished breakfast watching Lowry Markin in play. I was having Israeli breakfast watching Denny Avdia play. So that makes me believe that Lowry Markin can be pretty close to what he's doing now. I think he can be a 20-point-per-game guy with the confidence he has. He's obviously stronger. And if any team is ever thinking about, hmm, should we have our guy play summer basketball for his national team? The answer is absolutely yes, because this is what it results in. He he looks like an NBA player in Danny Ainge. Yeah, maybe he wants fewer wins for this Jazz team. <laughs> but at the same time, he's, he's set up to trade for a star in any sort of realm of, of – salary because he's got so many different salaries like every single value on this team so he can put together any sort of package to trade for a star they're overachieving uh, but at the same time they're fun to watch because they kind of play different with the huge guys and 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 again you don't know where it's coming from whether it's conley or clark center man they have so many scorers on this team which you didn't think you would say about this utah jazz team things unraveled for the grizzlies in the second quarter because uh utah held memphis to a single basket in six and a half minutes and there were like a million turnovers during that stretch and the jazz were scoring off of them they hit 19 three-pointers utah did and uh marketing yeah with the 31 and 11 he's a monster uh trey (laughs) are you buying the the utah jazz here or you know what another question how refreshing must this be for jazz fans after the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, hey, we're good, we win a bunch of regular season games, and then we crap the bed in the playoffs, and we just point fingers at each other and all that, to then have this with no expectations, like the lowest of lowest expectations, and to have like this scrappy bunch that is just playing really hard. Well, I would rather have it this way than stinking it up out of the, out of the joint. You know, my guess is that in the long run, Jazz fans will probably prefer their team going to the playoffs, which... They were one of the best regular season teams we've seen in the past five years. Uh, This Jazz team, I don't think, is going to make the playoffs, but at least they seem to have some players who are going to be sticking around for the next era of the Jazz. Markkinen, chief among them, maybe Sexton as well. I don't know, though. I'm a Bulls fan. I've seen Lowry Markkinen be one of the captains of the El Tizo team. Mm. February 2019, 26-12 for 10 straight games. Guy looked like the future of the Chicago Bulls. But he looks like a different player right now. He's shooting – his average shot distance is two feet closer yeah. than it has been his entire career. You can tell he's bigger and stronger, and you can tell that playing on a team with no expectations, he gets a little bit longer leash, so he gets to stay out there and play through mistakes, which has been huge because now the three-point shot's coming around. Nine for 21 in his last three games. That's 43%. The guy's was a shooter when he came into the NBA, and that was the problem with the Bulls. They just said, go stand over there. Somebody will pass you the ball yeah. maybe eventually, and he just would be very passive. That has not been the case, and I do think a large part of it is being the go-to guy for Finland, right? You're like, you got to handle every single possession. Yeah. You come to the Jazz, it's very similar in that you're going to get a lot of shots, and he's been making the most of them. Yeah, It's Boylan. Boylan did this to him. He, yeah, he Boylan's didn't... A, the worst coach that we've seen in the NBA. <laughs> 
a decade. He but yeah, he those didn't. guys could do some push-ups. <laughs> I don't think Mark and I can do push-ups back then. That's probably a huge change as well. Yeah, he looks cut. He's shooting 85% in the restricted area right now. Probably won't set. last. No, like, that's Jesus. pretty crazy. He's actually getting easy buckets now instead of just standing around. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to guard everybody on this team. And, yes, some way, shape, or form, he's grown that confidence. And, uh, yeah, they're finding him. On the other side, obviously, you don't have Bane to add on to not having Jaron Jackson Jr. That hurts uh, in the in the Grizzlies' offensive yeah, I yeah, really hierarchy. think – I kind of think the Jazz just really outshot the Grizzlies last night. They made 19 threes, and the Grizz made six. No Bane, no Jackson. That's a huge thing there. The Grizzlies crushed them inside. They won on the glass. So I think it was just hot shooting from the Jazz, but we'll take it. Yeah. We but sh- also to add into the, the, hey, it's fun to play in Utah thing going yeah. on right now, like Dylan Brooks, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you know, Dylan Brooks, the perfect, perfect Halloween player because he's just – a pain. He's a bit of a devil. You know, he, he <laughs> that's what he likes to do. He stepped over Mike Conley, and that got the crowd going. That oh, got yeah. Mike Conley going. It's great to see him hitting triples. He had Kelly Olenek, of all people, turning around, getting the crowd pumped. Hate the black and neon floor, but, uh, yeah, there's there. it's one of those arenas that's kind of hard to play in, and it's happening right now. We should find out, heck, maybe in the next couple of hours here, uh, coaches of the month. Who's going to get it? Will Hardy pop? Billups there in Portland? Who would get your nod for the short month of October? I believe they do it for October. We should get players of the month and coaches of the month and stuff like that. Oh, give it to Will. Almost has to be, right? I think so. It's, yeah. it's one of those yeah. three guys in the it West, is. right? Yeah. Will <laughs> snuck it out. I think Will just snuck Big it Willie in. Willie style. Yeah. With that last How about Lowry, Lowry Marketing for uh, player of the month? <laughs> it's going to get it over... Who, your Lucas, your Jaws? No, He's got the wins. Right? He's no. got that 6-2 and two record. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, other game. Let's move over to the Eastern Conference. This is a really, really entertaining finish. Uh, Drew Holiday delivers as the Bucks just eclipse the Pistons 110-108, to and they stay unbeaten. Milwaukee 6-0. and Tassa, I don't know how much you caught of this one, but Drew Holiday with a step back three with 40 seconds to go. That was massive. Yeah, that's how deep they are. Drew Holiday can you know, play sort of under his capabilities or below his capabilities for most of the season now because you've got Yanis and Brooke, I think, is the, is the biggest thing. You can't play offense against this team. Uh, and Drew just Drew stepped up with Grayson Allen out as well. Obviously, they haven't had Chris Middleton the entire season, and they're still unbeaten. But Brooke is the biggest thing for me. It's It was such a luxury to watch yesterday because Grayson Allen goes out. They say, oh, yeah, Brooke Lopez used to be a 20-point-per-game guy in the post let's do that they go to him in the post and then uh he's obviously on the defensive end um he's leading the league in blocks per game it's it's impossible to play offense against this team they're taking away the threes now and funneling to brooke and it's like brooke is gonna take carl anthony towns title for the best big man shooter in the game i mean he is on fire from three too uh he's he's averaging two and a half threes made per game that's a lot uh so yeah, this team just stepping up uh, around Giannis, uh, and uh, yeah, very difficult to play. Very, 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 very tough to play. Without their second best player, they're still rolling. Yeah, that's the wild part that they are unbeaten, and Middleton hasn't even played. But scrappy uh, performance here, I thought, from the Pistons, especially in a back-to-back situation. They got back in this game. They had chances to pull it off. Cade had some looks. Uh, unfortunately, he was coming up uh, short at the end. Had a good line overall. But uh, what'd you take away from this one? Yeah, fun stuff from the Pistons, and I think it was Brooke Lopez who gave him the ultimate compliment, who said, they're better than their record, 
which is what you want to hear when you are a tanking team. You're playing hard, and yep. you're just not winning the close games. And like you said, Cade is awesome. He started slow out of the uh, out of the gates this season. First four games, kind of average, not shooting the ball very well. Uh, but in his last four games, basically since the Pistons put on Teal, he's been balling. 26, 8, and 6 assists four games ago, followed by 35, 9, and 8, 23, 10, and 9, and then 27, 6, and 7 last night. The only concern, I would say... He's 30% from three right now on five three-point attempts. Yeah. It's, it's an odd release, the way but it he comes a, off his hand. He was a good shooter I in know. college. Like He was a 40% shooter. He shot the ball all the time. He's obviously taking a lot of threes still. That's the next level for him because he's pretty crafty finishing inside. He seems to have improved his foul drawing capabilities, going to the line a little bit more. Uh, but actually knocking down three-pointers will kind of you know take him more so to that Luka level of player. I'm not saying he's going to be an MVP candidate, but the same sort of style. But he seems to have found his rhythm uh, in the last week. So, yeah, taking some losses, but that's all good this season. Yeah, it's wild to see this game because you it's like the, the glaring differences between the ages of the teams. Like where the Pistons are super, super young. Uh, only one guy in their starting lineup is older than 23 in Bogdanovich, being one of the old guys there. And then the Bucks, like they're just all you know, old in NBA terms, like all in their prime, sort of 27 or older, and you got Lopez, 34, Holiday, 32. Um, and those two, hitting those big threes late was was important because the Pistons under Casey, I think, wisely went zone on this team a lot there in the second half. They have no Middleton. They have no Connaughton. Allen, uh, you know, goes out, and it's like, all right, try and just keep Giannis, put as many bodies as you can there in the paint and clog it up. And he was missing some bunnies there late, I thought, too, but... It was the right uh, strategy, I thought, by Casey, and it and they nearly pulled it off. A really, really strong effort. Yeah, and Drew to to hit that game ceiling three. Oh, that was huge. It was, <laughs> and it's something he used to sort of have to do way back. You know, more with the Pelicans and more with the Sixers, and so he can. But this is such a luxury uh, to have this guy that they traded for, trade traded the entire kit and caboodle for, and uh, we're able obviously to to come out with the championship, and that's where they are. And to me. That's a scary thing watching the, the Hawks that we'll get to. They traded a whole kit and caboodle for another defensive guy in DeJounte Murray, and they can't get their freaking thing together. But on the other side, just to mention, Kate, as Trey said about his run, the reason why they were comfortable extending Boyan Bogdanovich is because Kate is doing what he's doing right now. And the next couple of years, you know, if they don't trade Bogdanovich, it'll be fine because Cade's growing into that number one pick. Yep. And I know you were high on him as going to be the best player out of that 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. And I got lots of faith in Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes sure. as well, but it sure looks like this guy is the guy you can put an offense on his back and he'll be fine carrying the whole thing. Well, let's talk about that Hawks game. Uh, Siakam, Spicy P, Spooky P last night, 31 points, 12 boards. Raptors destroyed Atlanta in that Toronto. Was sad. 139 to 109. It was sad. Sad. Sad for them. Uh, <laughs> Good for us. Well, yeah. Uh, Paskey. There's, there's got to be a little MVP talk. I mean, he's, he's sure, one of the better. Sure. You want him, you want him to sit down at the yeah, table? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw my sick. first MVP Pascal on I Twitter saw it last too. night. The propaganda is obviously running so. wild. Yes. It's and rightfully so right now. The guy, is, the guy is insane. He is absolutely insane. Uh, the entire thing going through him. You'd think with Fred Van Vliet out. He did be, have a back injury. He did. You called it. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. There We're you like, go. hey, why did he go over eleven and get his ass torched by Maxi? Well, maybe he's injured. Point. I said this yesterday. It's like, yeah. okay, I guess he was a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully, Freddie doesn't have lingering issues because no. it's been. He made the All Star team last year, and then after second half was rough for him. 
uh, injury-wise. So hopefully he's back. But you think with him out, the Hawks would have no problem. But they can't get up for uh, anybody defensively, really. That's the that's the worrisome part. Again, they traded everything for DeJounte Murray, and they don't have a defensive identity uh, whatsoever, really. And then on the offensive end, uh, you're playing this team that has very much a defensive intensity oh. and identity. My God. Uh, so fun. So fun. so annoying to play against yeah. this Raptors team, I think. <laughs> if you're like a Trey Young-like or something like yeah. that. it's They just push, obviously, with all their guys that can switch, and they just push you so far out. Yeah. I mean, it's like what we saw the Heat do with, exactly, obviously, the yeah. Hawks last year in the playoffs, and that's what the Raps did last night. Season worst, 18 turnovers for Atlanta, and that just means a million fast break points for the Raptors, and they just they just bullied them. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because we, we, we went down to the Fortress Tray and saw the Hawks get destroyed by the Hornets uh, about a week ago. And then watching this one, the entirety of this game last night, Hawks feel like you can just push them around. Absolutely And they right. have not a lot of backbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's my, my takeaway from and that. And then the worrisome part is that Trey just kind of hung out on the perimeter when he wasn't committing those turnovers. Uh, they, yeah, they get pushed around. Ten turnovers for him, ten assists, the old one-to-one assist-to-turnover mm-hmm. ratio. And uh, I totally agree. They yeah they they got outfought. They are four and three. Obviously, it's not horrendous, but uh, you expect them with a very light schedule to start this season uh, to to have a little bit of a better record. You know they've lost to the Bucks and the Raptors, two really good teams, along with that Hornets loss. So yeah, not not terrible losses, but yeah, yeah. you they want them to take a, you want to take a bounce. Yeah, yeah, you want them to take a step with everything that they traded for Dejounte Murray because wh- where else are they going to get better? Yeah, you wanted them to take a step, and that hasn't happened. From 26th in defense last year to a whopping 24th so far this year, uh, I think they're going to have to go to a Kongu as the starter pretty soon just because Capella doesn't have the same pop he used to during the 2021 season. He was good. He was good back then, led the league in rebounding, but suffered an injury and just still looks a little bit slow. A Kongu at least brings the intensity even though he's – That'd be a pretty short front line with him and Collins. Nonetheless, the Hawks were so lackadaisical. Six turnovers in the fourth or in the first quarter, you could tell they weren't completely into it. Trey Young just standing out by the logo whenever somebody else has the ball. Very James Harden-esque. Uh, so people will come down on him in not too long. Apparently, the Hawks had a meeting after the game. I don't think it was totally a player. <laughs> I don't think meeting. so. It was more like let's just hang back and talk a little bit. Dejounte Murray was asked if it was productive, and he said absolutely. You could tell by guys' ears and eyes. Hey, people are tuned in. How can you tell by somebody's ears? Uh, they're they're perks. Uh, they're, oh. You know, saying, uh, well, there's uh, affirmation, yes. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, that means they're listening. Doing this Maybe thing. asking questions. I a like lot of nods. Interactive. Yeah. Uh, devil ears, maybe. That's important because they need to get on the same page. And, you know, it's hard not to think back to last season when the Hawks came in and just thought that since they went to the conference finals, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be going back to the conference finals. It feels like they felt like they made a trade, so we're going to be better on defense without putting in the work on yeah, defense. Yes. And that's exactly what they need to do. Yeah, I think they, they, they hold themselves like a team that's won three straight titles. And yeah. it's like, you've won shit. <laughs> like, you've got to play hard. Especially against <laughs> a Raptors team. And, uh, and they start seasons like this all the time, like Trey said. it's yep. Despite the decent record, and, and, and they are trying to figure things out with Trey and DeJounte and all that, but you'd like to see better defense. And Hunter's actually been okay for them. He's at least playing. Yeah, weird. But back to the Raptors for a second. You're talking about it might be a fun debate moving forward. Who is the best player from that 21 draft? I'll tell you what, if Scotty Barnes is adding uh, five three-pointers made per game, wow. then it's going to be uh, <laughs> a lot closer or more interesting uh, debate and conversation between him, Cade, and Mobley or whatever. Uh, because that was, you know, he's the point guard last night where there's no Van Vliet. Uh, you know, everything goes through Siakam too, but uh, 
he was stepping in with some confidence on these three-pointers last night. So yeah. Unguardable if that's happening. Career high in triples uh, for Scotty Barnes. Barely a jump on that three-point <laughs> shot. It's not John Morant-esque. It's, Jaw's got a little bit of a, a, a lower hops on that. But, uh, yeah, barely getting his feet off the ground. Yeah. It's, it's not the purest of strokes uh, when you're watching it, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going down. Yeah, if he can add that, and he can add the, uh, the the shove, you know, just the bully ball as soon as he puts his head down, I think that's going to get better and better. Yeah, he, you know, the injury slowed him down a little bit to start this season, but uh, I believe in Scotty. One other final or one other note from this game, uh, watching it, Navbacha, super fan, yeah. sits baseline, <laughs> yeah, yeah, near yeah. the opponent's bench. I think that guy's the ultimate shit talker. <laughs> because if you watch him, every time the Raptors score, he stands up and chirps at the opponent's oh, bench. Yeah. It's got to be so annoying at a certain <laughs> point, right? Like every single basket, he stands, he points, he's talking to them. I love it as a Raptors fan, but holy crap. That's got to be an- irritating. I'm telling you, I saw Navbacha's championship ring on the screen like a hundred times yeah, yeah. last night because yeah. he stands up and they get just a great shot of it. Um, it is a weird experience though when you watch a road game but or yeah, you watch, like we're watching the Raptors at home. Yeah. yeah. But road feed. you have to watch the road feed because we were watching here in Atlanta. It's just weird to listen to the road feed for a home because it's like they're just talking trash the whole time about <laughs> the team but you would never know it if you're in Toronto. You have to be in Atlanta specifically to hear it. Also weird. Bogdan Bogdanovich did the color commentary for the first half for the Hawks, followed by Travis Schlenk for the second half. Travis Schlenk said he had never heard of poutine. The guy's been in the NBA for, like, decades at this point. They go to Toronto multiple times per year. Clint Capella gave it a 3 of 10 poutine. Sideline host a 2 of 10 said the cheese was too tough. Mm. I don't know. It can get curdy. That's the point. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, uh, I, I got off that Hawks feed. I, got, I was on the NBA app. I said, Same no, here. thank you. I'm going to listen to Devlin. As soon as I – Bogdan Bogdanovich, I'm pretty sure, thinks Pascal Siakam is Italian. He's like, uh, uh, Pascal. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, but, yeah, but I, actually, Bogdanovich was decent. Uh, he was he, – as soon as Barnes hit a three, he goes, how many threes does that guy have? Like, you, you could feel he was in the game. He was mm-hmm. like, just shut that guy down. What's going on out there? Uh, but – I don't know. You think, you know, as Torontonians, I think you could probably be in Toronto and not know about poutine. I'll yeah, it's it definitely like, more of a, you know, French-Canadian yeah. thing, but it's not like, <laughs> no, I mean. Trey used to look at me like I got five heads. I, yeah, think, yeah. You I know. mean, sure, that's where I came from. It's not, not like they don't have poutine shops in no, Toronto. No, for no, sure, for no, sure. No, like actual, yeah, but they, these guys, I don't think Bob Rathman's venturing far from the hotel. <laughs> Come on, he's got that steak restaurant. <laughs> I mean, that would go perfect with his steaks. Oh, steak and poutine. Steak frites. Bob Rathbun's steak frites. <laughs> uh, with the, uh, the NBA app, League Pass, yeah. does it automatically go to you to the lead, uh, to the road yes. broadcast? I don't like that. Change up. That was a change up this like, season. I like the option. Give me the option yeah. to, to go with who I want. But may, I feel like it's the default should be the home team, right? Yeah. When you fire up the game. Until they switch this year. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just weird. And then you, gotta, you weren't blacked out? Y'all weren't blacked no, out? No, no, 
What League Pass you got? You don't got the uh, souped-up one, maybe, that we so got. Maybe not. Maybe I got the JV version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when you when you were saying that. I was like, oh, I was watching the Raptors broadcast. That's yeah. crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> what happened? Okay. Um, anything else on, on Hawks Raps? No, that was no? a blow-up. That was hey, a hey, these are These are good wins for the Raptors. You know, they've beaten the Cavs. Sucked. They beat the Sixers. They split with the Sixers. And they now have beaten the Hawks. And these are those are teams... It could be jumbled up with, mm. uh, in theory, in when it gets to uh, potential tiebreakers and stuff like that with the uh, playoff races, which is a long way away. Uh, three other games. I'll throw them all at you. I hear a dog barking in the background. Yeah, my feet are sore too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Harden, Maxi lead the 76ers past the Wizards 118-111. KD's 36 lifts the slumping Nets to their second win of the season against the Pacers. And uh, Herder and Mitchell propel the Kings past the Hornets 115-108. Sacramento Kings on a winning streak, baby! <laughs> uh, but any, any um, takeaways, notes? I, what do you got? It was almost... Oh, the Nets almost gave that game away against the Pacers. They were spanking them, then it got super close tied uh, in the fourth, and then they, they managed to pull away. And obviously didn't cover the spread, as we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, you know, the Sixers did it by committee. It's interesting watching them play without Joel Embiid and uh, watch Maxi do his thing. Uh, because James Harden, it's getting to that point of the season where it feels like uh, Harden is willing to uh, defer a little bit more. Cool, and, 17 uh, assists last night? Yeah. Career high, I think. Tied Phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah, on the other side, the Wizards are a team that does it by committee. And it's, it's good to see uh, Porzingis still kicking it. Uh, he's, he's doing his thing extremely well. He's not... Not fading. 32 points on 17 uh, field goal attempts. He was just uh, in the lane and different types of shots, I think, for Chris Porzingis. Like you said about Larry Markkinen, the shots are coming in a little bit closer to the rim. I don't know the uh, the distance that he's uh, shed on his shot attempts, but they feel a lot closer. He feels like he's rolling a lot more and uh, getting buckets. So that's a nice, nice little bonus there. It looks like Porzingis is healthy and playing well. Trey, any thoughts on those three games? Yeah, the Wizards are 0-3 since we talked about whether or not we believed in the Wizards. So, you know, good thing we all said no. Also, Kyle Kuzma had a wide-open fast-break dunk with Mm. a reverse, Mm. and he missed it. I don't think I've seen Kuzma do a reverse. So, (laughs) probably was trying to get one in the books. Yeah. Um, uh, What else? From the Kings, Kevin Headband Herter, the best pull-up shooter in the league right now, according to NBA University. 14 of 19 on pull-up threes, 78%, by far the best in the NBA, on or above that volume. StatMuse, shooting 53.2% from three, first in the NBA among players with 40 or more attempts. The guy put on the headband. He's lights out at this point. Um, This was a fun game to watch, though. P.J. Washington, an absolute bucket seat in the Chevy tracks in this one. <laughs> he was just going back and forth. It did not matter who the Hornet or uh, who the Kings put on him. He was scoring in the lane. Um, and we also had a crazy Mason Plumley meltdown here <laughs> in the fourth quarter, late in the game. The guy throws an incredible pass to get a three for McDaniel's in the corner. He like spins in the lane, looks off, throws a no look, wide open, knocks it down. I'm trying to clip it and rip it and ship it. <laughs> and in the meantime, he has a fast break turnover and a five second violation. Yeah. Basically to lose the game. I was like, well, I went through the effort. People are still going to like this because it's Plumley, But 21 turnovers for Charlotte turned into 25 points for the Kings, even without Fox. Yeah. That well, did the Hornets in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Kings lost Fox in this game. Sabotis once again fouled out. Uh, he's been doing that a lot. So they pulled it out. I was ready to like. 
in watching this game down the stretch when the Hornets were in control for a little bit, I was like, uh-oh, Kings are... <laughs> I'm ready to come on tomorrow's <laughs> podcast and uh-oh. say the Kings are absolutely uh-oh. done. See you next year. See if you can beat the streak or snap the streak of not making the postseason. But they pulled it out, so they needed that there and uh, hurt her a big reason why. And Mitchell hitting some uh, big shots. He had a quiet season so far, I thought, too. Definitely. So hit some clutch uh, baskets for them lately. Yeah. They, they've got... Uh... As we've said, it feels like they have the depth, and uh, Davion Mitchell yeah, hasn't hasn't been doing a lot well. The Hornets, without their starting backcourt in Rozier and Ball, don't have the depth, so they're looking through Mason Plumlee to make a lot of plays, and this is kind of an under-the-radar thing that happened Saturday when they were hosting the Warriors, but the Warriors went to hack a plum. They, yeah, they yeah. literally took Plumlee <laughs> off the floor because he's shooting his free throws with one hand, his left hand, yep, yep. and... Uh, and the Warriors bench was mocking him uh, as they're there, you know, they're doing this motion. Like he doesn't have a guide hand on the ball whatsoever. He's just chucking <laughs> it, it does up. Look crazy. It does look crazy. Right. Everyone's talking about it. They're seeing it in the fourth quarter. They're like, what is this? We haven't seen this before. And they just decided to hack him and got him off the floor. Although he was one for two as they, they hacked him a couple <laughs> times, one for two each time. But it is a strange one. Yeah, it's, and he's a right-handed shooter, by the way. And then he's now at the free throw line shooting lefties. It's a yeah, it's a Tristan Thompson yep. thing going on there where he switched hands, a Ben Simmons potential thing where you know Kevin O'Connor says it should be uh, Ben. Ben's actually right-handed, not left-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, is he left-handed or right-handed? It's hard to tell. I can't tell. He never Both shoots. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I do love that Basketball Reference has Plum Dog Millionaire for Mason Plumley. That's one of the <laughs> nicknames. That's good. That, that brings joy to my heart. So. Uh, all right, let's hear from you guys out there in the stream team. Everybody listening later, any notes from any of those games last night? We're going to take our first break, but when we come back, the up-down report. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, back in the Classic Factory with the boys. Let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down report. The up-down report. Thumbs on it. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the following topics and questions. First one, guys. uh, Thunder guard Shea Gildas-Alexander and Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo have been named the NBA Players of the Week for Week 2. Give it up to them. SGA, he led OKC to an undefeated 3-0 week with averages of 32-8-5. His Week 2 was highlighted by a 38-point, 9-assist gem against the Mavs on Saturday as he led the Thunder to a wild comeback. And then you see there, Giannis doing Giannis-like things. The Bucks undefeated, and, you know, averaging 36, 15, and 6. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but the question off of this is about SGA there. Are you up or down on his chances of making the 23 All-Star game? 
Right, right now. Where are you going? Thumbs up or thumbs down on the chances? I think chances, I, I, likelihood. I think, I, think, I think good chances. Actually, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. It, it, I'm okay. saying this, but oh, the chances are up. The chances, chances are up, up. but there's, there's a good chance. Okay, well, we'll take because you it. because I think there are five guard locks: Luca, Curry, Booker, Lillard, and John Morant. Yes. Yeah. Factoids. Yeah. As long as Lillard plays, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's those five. Yeah. There's got to be the respect All Star nod for him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so. So that's five. Five, and usually get six. You know, there's going to be injury replacements. Got to count that. Got to count that. Anyway, uh, so there's, you know, there's usually six, six forwards anyway. So there's probably a six. There could be a seventh, like DeJounte Murray who got in there. DeJounte Murray and Donovan Mitchell got traded out of there. Clay not playing to his capabilities. Jamal Murray not playing to his capabilities. So I think who he's contending with would be sort of an up-and-coming team guy like C.J. McCollum, De'Aaron Fox even. Jordan Clarkson, I'm going to say it, and uh, Anthony Edwards. So there's a chance. Anthony Edwards not making it the way the Wolves are playing, so there's a, there's a good chance. I think right here, right now, I think McCollum would probably get that sixth spot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, considering he's he's the old guy. It's like the, the Conley nod over Shea, I think, uh, and with the way they're playing, and you need a Pelican, and it's not Zion. So, you know, if there's if, – if Zion's not playing, then McCollum has a better chance, and then Shea doesn't. But if Zion's playing, I think – I, I think that's the only guy who would get it over him in the sixth spot. I think it would be CJ, but that could change because Zion's back. What do you think, Trey? Uh, I think the chances have to be up. Uh, I don't know if winning the first player of the week is like winning the first star baker on Great British Bake Off, but uh-huh. if you win the first star baker, you've got a great chance at winning. Mm. I would love to see the stats on that, and I would love <laughs> to see the stats on the first player of the week making the all-star game later on in the season. <laughs> I would just like to see it. So uh, <laughs> somebody somebody else do that because I looked it up and uh, at one point it was DeMontis Sabonis and Brandon Ingram. I know they both made the all-star, wow. but mm. was it their first one? Nonetheless, who this knows? This is also week two. This is also week two. Do we have a first one? Uh, yeah, I don't have it. who won it. but have uh, a first one for three games? Well, this is literally this said is in the write-up. Two, it yeah. said week two, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know about the second. Start. <laughs> <laughs> Great British bake-off. Uh, but I'm rooting for Shabira. Uh, that being said, Shay, She's elite good. driver, good elite flavors. Sta- oh, great, great flavors. flavors, great flavors. Sometimes the texture, it's a question. And yep. one time she served a floating meringue that looked like a fried chicken breast. Yeah. And Paul Hollywood said, no, thank you. Yeah. That looks like chicken and it's supposed to be a sweet. Her presentation <laughs> leaves a little to be desired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ooh, the flavors, the creativity through the roof. Anyway, much like Shay Gilgis Alexander. 100%. Plays with a lot of flavor, incredible creativity, one of the best drivers in the game, elite stats right now, basically career highs across the board. And like you're saying, Tass, it doesn't feel right now like the Suns will get two All-Stars, so maybe there's a spot opening up there. Doesn't feel like the Clippers will get two All-Stars, a spot could be there. Anthony Edwards, probably a year away. I kind of do think that Damian Lillard staying healthy and De'Aaron Fox staying in the mix are going to be his competition so now that the bet is passed, I can get on board with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Wow. Maybe making an all-star game. Okay, so people are saying in the stream team, thank you very much. Tatum and Lillard won week one players of the week. Nice. So there so there you go. I'll just reiterate what you guys are saying. I mean, of these three names, two of them are your guaranteed starters. Steph, John Morant, or Luca. So two of them are starting the game, and then the third one is in no matter what. Devin Booker, I think he's basically at that point as well really, uh, is that fourth name. Lillard, long as he's healthy, he is back to form after the injury. You know, this guy's good for 30 points per game. So that's five. You went through that. The good news for a guy like SGA, DeJounte Murray is over in the East. Donovan Mitchell is over in the East. Chris Paul is probably done. 
making all-star teams, I think, at this point. I mean, you probably would have said that maybe three years ago and he yeah, made yeah. a couple more, but I feel like it could be the case. So then, yeah, it's like SGA, it's De'Aaron Fox, it's McCollum is a great one, being in his 10th season and not making one, Edwards, and then maybe like a Desmond Bain as a possibility, shooting the lights out from three uh, when he's playing. Keldon Johnson, he's like a... He's a more of a small forward, but like he's he's a guard small forward. He's a, he's, I guess they consider him more of a forward. Big body Johnson there, but uh, yeah, those names. The chances are good though. If they're five hundred, yeah, he's in. But are they going to be five hundred? The Thunder for SGA. Doubtful. Yeah, <laughs> probably doubtful. That, that that's the biggest obstacle. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you know you're getting close. You're but you're getting averaging thirty-one seven and five, and obviously taking over games late and. And doing it with style, that helps for sure a little bit. Uh, it's going to be very, very close. Probably best chances to be like a replacement. Yeah. If somebody gets injured. Yeah, just like DeJounte last year. Yeah. Uh, who's the floating meringue of the NBA? Like, uh... <laughs> Who is the floating meringue of the what? NBA? I don't even know how to begin tackling I'm that just, one. you know... Floating meringue of the NBA. Just going directly French. It's a French dessert. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but it's got to be a French, like, uh... I mean, Rudy Gobert's not... A floating meringue. Do you hold on? Do you like floating meringues? Do you, I don't know. Oh, you don't even know. I, I couldn't I mean, tell if you yeah, thought they're like an incredible dish or a bad dish. Yeah. Well, I like a meringue. I, I love a meringue. I've just never seen one floating before. <laughs> That's gotta, why you got to watch the British Bake yeah, Off. Yeah, GBBO. You never watched a single episode? Yeah, sure. Of course, yeah, yeah. I've watched Mr. Hawkins. <laughs> Our guy, Hawkins. Damn, I always call him Hawkins. <laughs> That's Stranger Things. All right, yeah, our next yeah. one here. Uh, this one, uh, a crazy one. Indiana Pacers center Miles Turner. He says the Lakers should do what it takes to bring him to LA, even if that means trading multiple first-round picks. Uh, quote here: If I'm the Lakers, I take a very hard look at this. With the position that you're in, this is Turner talking to Woj <laughs> on his podcast. I know what I can provide for a team, my leadership, my shot blocking, my three-point ability, just my ability to make plays out there on the floor. He had a lot more to say. Uh, again, this is Miles Turner talking to Woj, saying, man, yeah, the pace, or the Lakers should trade for me. I'm Miles Turner, baby. Uh, are you up or down on telling a team to trade for you on a national podcast? <laughs> That's a tough call. That is a tough call. I'm going. Ultimately, I'm going down just because... I didn't know a player could tamper themselves. Uh, Is that a thing? Yeah. I think players can get away with it. It's not really tampering. It's the ownership and management can get away with it. You can talk about other teams. That's true. Players can talk about other teams. Yeah. Okay. Well, this seems next level. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just very bizarre to get it in season and to get, like, such a – straightforward response it's not like he's saying yeah they should trade a hundred picks for me i'm miles turner i'm awesome you know he's like just grading a trade that he (laughs) obviously wants to happen yeah and then he goes out and he goes for seven points on two of eight shooting five rebounds two blocks and four turnovers immediately after saying this he's quiet quitting Oh, wow. Medium quiet quitting yeah he did he did basically quit on the podcast saying trade me uh, the one thing I did like that he said is that I just feel like here in the Midwest, we don't get the love that we that I think we deserve. It doesn't get taken on the national level. Mm. Good Midwestern boy here. <laughs> Good old Midwestern boy. What do you think? Your thumbs up or thumbs down on this? It's a little odd. It's odd. But I listened to the entire thing, you know, even before we talked about, even before it came up in the, uh, the old Google Doc. And the way he answered it, instead of just reading the headline, it was, yeah, it was a measured take. It was like... 
Well, if I'm Rob Palenka, I, you, draft picks, draft capital is very important to a, to a GM. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's sitting there very measured. But I'm a solid player. I know what I can add to the mix, blocking, three-point shooting. Yep. And as Trey said, he went into that game against the Nets and just chucked. Uh, well, they weren't nice chucks. Not uh, a great game. No, not a great game. I don't. I don't think he did a good job. I don't think he did a good job following up his comment uh, <laughs> with his basketball play. Yeah. So he's doing the opposite of let your game speak for itself. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, yes. he's speaking. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's doing the speaking. I like it though. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind. I don't mind it happening in the podcast. Oh, game. this is crazy from you because you are always talking about locker room this, locker room that. I the do. Vibes. Yeah, I love locker room. Guys fighting hard for care. How? They, well, Pacers are done. They don't I need vibes. He doesn't. He 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 told <laughs> he, he told the front okay, office last year. He said, "I'm out." <laughs> he said, "I'm done. Trade me." Uh, so yeah. I mean, like I, I, I guess no my props. point is like yeah, his teammates or anyone else within that organization definitely is looking at like this guy like what? like okay, he doesn't care to be here. He doesn't want to play yeah. with us because he didn't even do like the calculated like hey, I'm still an Indiana Pacer, you know, yeah. I'm still going out there and giving it my all, like even. As cliche as it as it is, you sometimes want to just chuck it in there to, to massage the message a little bit. Yeah. No, he's just like, nope. I've just been waiting to be traded for years, <laughs> and no one will trade for me. And come on, Lakers, I'd love to play in a marquee team. I'd love to play for LeBron. He had a lot of other things to say. Yep. Uh, not just getting out of the Midwest, getting some more attention, <laughs> but playing with LeBron and, yeah. and a big <laughs> the Midwest. Team, that guy's done with the Midwest. He is. Yeah. It's like he's been here. there for a while. It's, Too much cord. <laughs> it's like it's. I don't think he even has a locker in that locker room. I think he just dresses at home and comes in. <laughs> hey, guys, comes in. Yeah. I'm going to shoot some threes tonight, block some shots. Yeah, him and Bud, Buddy Heald, they're both done. <laughs> they are both. Did you see Buddy Heald's closeout on Kyrie Irving's ceiling shot? What kind of defense is that? Uh, so those guys are both done. Okay. Yeah. Well, just a matter out. of time? Get him out. But, yeah, we'll rob. <laughs> Bud, <laughs> Bud Heald. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> Bud Heald. Yeah, I just, I think I just watched the, I was kind of falling asleep and Married with Children was on, so Bud. <laughs> oh, wow. Great Midwestern <laughs> show right there. Great they're still showing that? Reruns? <laughs> nah, I just made that up. Oh. But uh, probably somewhere yeah, they're bro. showing Bud and Seven <laughs> and and Kelly. Nice. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> what was the mom's name? Peggy. Oh, jeez, look at this guy. What was the dog's name? Comet? No. No, that's a full house. I actually yeah. don't know the answer. Well, it looks like Comet. Maybe what that's why I'm saying. What's the dog's name on Married with Children? Was that, why do I feel like it was Marcy. also Bud? <laughs> Maybe Marcy Darcy can go you can go grab that dog and bring him back. So we can... Jefferson Darcy, Marcy Darcy. Would you bring the dog back? Because I don't know its name. It's Buck. Ah, it's close. Ah, nice. Dang. Nice luck. I knew it was close. Anyways, get Buck, Bud out of there. Buck right. and Bud Bundy. <laughs> All right. Seven. They just created a kid. Like eight seasons in, they got bored. They're like, here, throw a kid into the mix. Uh, it's like, a, yeah, it's an old kid. Anyway. Uh, oh, uh, anyway, last thing. I don't think Rob Palenka has given up a draft pick. After watching that, I, I was watching Eric Gordon, and I hate to link every single player who's available to the Lakers, but wouldn't you rather buy low on something like that? I know Miles Turner's a different kind of player, but to make a trade, to upgrade, to upgrade you, I don't know. I just so hold on. What are you saying? I'm just to saying, get both players from the Pacers. 
Buddy Hill saying, or Miles Turner, you're saying it should just cost you one first round pick, I, and then yeah, plus? I just I just don't think he's given up two first round picks after mm-hmm. after watching what's yeah, happened. I feel like if he was, it would have happened by now. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. He I really doesn't want to. Yeah, he's gonna dig his heels in there. Uh, right. Final one here. We learned yesterday that the Philadelphia 76ers will have their second round uh, second round picks in the 23 and 24 NBA drafts taken away from them as a result of violating free agency rules. By having early discussions with P.J. Tucker and uh, Daniel House Jr. In its announcement, the league said the draft picks were stripped away because the 76ers engaged in discussions with both players, quote, prior to the date when such discussions were permitted, end quote. (laughs) Um, So, yes, the Sixers are losing two second-round picks in 23 and 24 in the draft. Are you up or down on the NBA's penalty for violating the free agency rules? Because we've seen this a couple of times now. Oh, got to be down. Got to be down because the penalty is barely a penalty. Certainly, second-round picks matter, but it usually matters for the best teams because they're using those picks to acquire players. So they're kind of using those picks to acquire players. If that's the price you got to pay, you got to pay it. The Bucks are the only team to get this punishment and not actually get the player they were going for with the Bogdan Bogdanovich trade. Yeah. Bulls got their guy. Heat got their guy. Knicks got their guy. But you can tell this is an easy thumbs down because of a tweet that Woj had where he said the NBA and MBPA are expected to revisit the rules that punish teams discovered to have had discussions early. The practice is rampant but hard to police and largely impossible to eliminate. So they're basically yeah. like, we've got a really toothless penalty here because it's impossible to figure out when <laughs> Jalen Brunson's allowed to talk to his dad. Pretty mm. much, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. how are you supposed to police that? Yeah. You can talk about Thanksgiving dinner, but you cannot talk contracts. <laughs> Yeah, everyone does it because the penalty is so lenient, and the penalty is so lenient, and everybody does it. You know, like, it works both ways. It's got, it just has to get tougher, or you get rid of the penalty whatsoever, altogether, because people are going to talk about it people are at talk. Thanksgiving dinner. So you just Rick's think... going to talk to Jalen. Okay, well, that, that is a, one that's a unique other. one. That one is apparently still under investigation. <laughs> so they're really looking into the Knicks, signing Jalen Brunson away from the Mavericks this offseason, whether they uh, jumped the gun on that. But, yeah, you brought up Lonzo Ball with the Bulls, Kyle Lowry with the Heat. They got dinged, those second-round picks. Same with the Bucks. now the Sixers. Yeah. But you're like... But it happens so much. Yeah. So it's difficult for the NBA to just start going first-round picks. Right, even. right, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, if they actually do investigations and they actually want to come down on teams... It's they kind of have to go lenient with their with the penalty, or uh, they have to make it so it's such a tough penalty that players that teams stop um, or, or take it away altogether. Something has to change. Everyone does it, so the penalty's lenient, and then it's so lenient everyone does it. So it's, 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 it's you got you to get rid of it. The penalty's yeah. wild because it's actually hurting players trying to make the NBA. What do you think about that? That's a good point. Those picks don't go to anyone else. Mm, they They're just taken off the board. That means less players are being drafted with a chance. I know second-round picks. It's not like they're all, like, automatically a lock for an NBA roster or even a G League team, stuff like that. A lot of them disappear and go play somewhere else or maybe don't even ever play basketball again. But, you know, you don't get an opportunity. That sort of sucks. Fair. Yeah. Fair point. Isn't Conspiracy theory, the NBA just wants to build up the G League, so they get rid of all the draft picks. All the draft picks go to the G League. G League becomes a better minor league. Nice. And yeah. then the G League's picking up steam. We're going to go to a game here in uh, Atlanta. You better believe it. College Skyhawks. College Park Skyhawks. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are professional players. They're not in college. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's out by the airport, isn't it? It's That's the same place the WNBA team plays. Yeah, the dream it's, play. It's where Dwight yeah. Howard's from. Yeah, yeah. College Park. There you go. We're heading out. 
Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, pick them results and a very funny tweet of the night with a great question off of it. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, we're back. If you ever wonder what goes on during the commercial break, uh, JD goes and yells at his dogs to stop barking, and Tass, on his Apple Watch, booked an exterminator appointment <laughs> during the break. It was amazing. Yeah, I got a call. Uh, marriage is all about compromise. I do not like paying for an exterminator. Uh, I wouldn't be honest. think you would. <laughs> well, why do you say that? You think uh, I like my roaches? Uh, no. Got two exterminators right I, here. Yeah. Just like that feels like something Tasmellis doesn't love to oh, give whatever. I don't know. How much you pay? Me, call me, you're calling me a thrifty. Uh, <laughs> smart with your money. Your money mellows for a reason. Uh, and it's like, I got a feeling you're like, oh, what's it really doing? It's probably bringing more bugs than it's killing. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good Tass impression. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway. See, I booked it. Taking a call on the Apple Watch. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. It's Siri just Siri just started. Yeah, great. stupid thing. Anyway, yeah, the the dogs were happening. I thought I thought we just had a new sound effect during the up down report. I thought Jade Jade Hoy was adding some sound effects to this baby. Up down, get at me. Um, no, what's going on out there? Dogs okay? JD, yeah, yeah? dogs are good. Okay. They're uh, they're just guarding the house. Exterminator on his way up the driveway. <laughs> oh, go get him! <laughs> Sick him! <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. You, it gets annoying when your dog barks, 
you're like, shut up. Stop yeah. barking. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but then you're like, awesome. Yeah. I always, good job, I, dog. I never scold them. I always go, good good, good dogs. Good. Yes. <laughs> and then they stop. They're like, okay, good, good. So you heard me. You understand what's going on here. Yes, yeah. I do, Hazel and Cosmo. And then they chill. Okay, good. And then they chill. <laughs> no, you want, to, you want to protect the house, man. Protect the factory uh, here. A couple of items from uh, our man, Jerome. <laughs> okay. That's this. All right, this is Wow, Tess. well done. Uh, pulling up a photo here. Tass with the tweet, me and Kevin Durant are exactly the same. Our first basketball jersey was Vince Carter. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant coming out after the game, after passing Vince Carter on the uh, scoring list, said his first jersey was Vince Carter. Same Vince Carter. Same wow. Kevin. Same Kevin. That's cool. Look at that young Kevin. That looks great. Future Raptor, yeah. Drake thought he was bringing him. Drake <laughs> thought he was bringing him to Toronto after OKC. Didn't happen. One day. One day. You think so? No. I'm lying. I, hey. could, I could see it. They got to bring back Gravis cr- Vasquez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best friends. End of his career, we'll have KD play a <laughs> one year on the wraps. Be a Keem Olajuwon situation. Yeah, uh, probably. Masai could have traded for him in the offseason. He could have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got a championship team on your hand if you have Kevin Durant Whoa. up there. We have a championship team on our hands now. Do we? <laughs> no, no, but we're damn good. Uh, <laughs> all right, pick them results from last night. Uh, it was the Pacers-Nets game. Brooklyn was favored by 8.5, and, and it looked like they were going to cover that, but the Pacers got back into the game, and they covered. Backdoor cover there. Good stuff from the Pacers. Trey and I improved to 5-5 five and five for the month of October, but Tass got it done in the end, 6-4. and four. Which means nice. we're not sure. I mean, just good for Something. you, man. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll, we'll come and you, uh, we'll Big come and you. look for bugs around your house or something. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll I've... kill every bug in your house. <laughs> <laughs> or what about reverse couples massage? The two of us massage you. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah we'll bring Is in a, a massage table, and you do. You'll do the whole show. And then uh, Tass will have a camera underneath for the hole, and uh, and you guys will just massage him. We'll light candles. It'll be beautiful. Jesus. Oh, okay. Yep. Tips <laughs> on top. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, well, let's do it all over again here, eh? Month of November? Yeah. What do you say? We'll keep our tally all year long. I like, I like that little graph there from Jerome. Uh, so tonight's game, what are we going? Well, it's a four-game night in the association. TNT double header. Oh, is there football on tonight? TNT going up against football? Oh, no, it's Tuesday, so we're all good. They can have, they can have their doubleheader. Uh, we're staying away from that doubleheader, though. We're going with two underperforming teams. The 3-4 and four Warriors visiting the 2-5 and five Heat. And um, going against my old first game back from a road trip at home, not so great. I'm going with the Heat just because I read Sam Amick's article on the Miami Heat today. Jimmy Butler said, two and five, don't care. We're going to win the freaking NBA championship. (laughs) Uh, He said, two and five now, we could go 77 and five. You'll look tomorrow and we'll be 77 and five the rest of the, at the end of the year. Or something to that effect. Anyway, so I'm taking them. It's, uh... (laughs) Yeah, they're about to rip off a 73 game win streak. Yeah, thank you for doing the math there. Uh, Yeah, they're one and a half point dogs at home to the Warriors. You guys have the Warriors. Yep. Yes, we do. Yeah. Any real reasoning? 
Not really. No. 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 Beginning of the month. Feel free to <laughs> let it fly. That's the spirit. They played a couple bad <laughs> games in a row. They they, that was my mostly reason. They, they botched yeah. it twice. Yeah. They got me out of this survivor pool right away. Thank you very much. Uh, but now I still got to win this pool. Or at least not lose this pool. Right, right, good luck. Right in the middle is the place. Good like. luck. Good yeah. luck. Tass, the only one taking the heat. Who are the dogs at home there? But small line. Uh, Trey and I have the Warriors. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love, love that. Love that effect. Um, this Tweet of the Night. Uh, I, got, <laughs> wow. I got the dogs barking. That was my bad. Cosmo, Hazel, that's my bad. Sorry. Um... <laughs> this, talking right hey, now. hey JD you gotta go say good job good job, good job. Uh, this tweet I will admit a little visual a lot of funny jokes in the visual contents of this tweet it's from Mia who asks what is your greatest NBA fear and the video the clip that is accompanying the tweet is uh, people at a haunted house just getting absolutely terrified by scary clowns and people in like weird I don't know, pig face costumes and masks and stuff like that. But then it has over it uh, a bunch of funny NBA jokes. So it's, you know, Russ terrified of going to the bench and <laughs> Pat Bev trying to stand his ground. And you get the idea. Okay. Kyrie afraid of consequences oh. of his actions there at the end. Uh, but a very funny tweet. Sorry, JD, as he goes to attend to the dogs. Uh, that's my fault. Um, what is your greatest NBA fear? I got a serious one. More of a serious right. one. Uh, a four-point line is my greatest fear. Wow. Don't want that. We already extend out to the three-point line enough. You know, we're, uh, we're already missing the post-play enough. I'm worried that if there was a four-point line, we'd get even further away from the hoop. There'd be a lot of four-pointing. There'd be a lot of, ooh, the meth. And uh, we don't want that. We don't want you that. You don't. We just oh. talked about going down to a college park skyhawk game, the G League. We were down in that same arena watching some WNBA last year, and we looked at each other and said, that's nice to see a post-entry pass, even if it's not a spectacular move. I don't know if it's a little old man yelling at clouds, oh, I, I like basketball the way it was when I grew up, but I think it's just the variety, and I think if we start going to a four-point play or a four-point line, then we're going to see a lot of four-point shots. Isn't that going to open it up even more, though, Tass, for the, the, driving for the bigs to go to work down there? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I don't think there'll be as much post-work. I think there'll be driving lanes. We may see more athleticism at the rim, but I, I think the math is still going to okay. win out, and they're going to say, a yeah, two-point shot? No. And these guys can hit them, in theory. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, math would be feet. tough. Okay, that's a hell of a fear. The four-point line coming maybe in the future. What do you got, Trey? Uh, anything involving teeth. Like someone getting hit. Teeth to the floor, teeth to the head, uh, teeth to the knee. Like David Lee mm. got hit in the arm and like got sepsis in his elbow from like a tooth biting too far. Oh. Most injuries I'm fine seeing, like ligaments <laughs> and breaks, I can handle it. Those ones aren't the gross ones to me, but it, like something involving teeth. I don't know why. Teeth just feel too precious. Like you know, ligaments are going to heal, you know, a bone is going to mend itself yeah but you only get two sets of teeth and one of them falls out right away <laughs> <laughs> gotta take care of those other ones that's a good one oscar here in the stream team says they should make a four-point shot and raise the rim to 11 feet tess let's get really crazy with it oscar p mcgillicuddy <laughs> your, your name is crazy i don't know if that's a real name and you just dropped a crazy comment there 11 feet 
Kyle Kuzma can't even dunk on a ten. Oh, jeez. Well, you gotta do Kuz like that. He's having a great season. He's having a great season. Missed a dunk. All right, that is a fun question from that tweet from Mia last night. Uh, what is your greatest NBA fear? Drop it here in the stream team. Leave it in the YouTube comments. Tweet it in at No Dunk Sync. You got one? I don't really. Um, I'm sort of racking my brain right now while you guys were answering. I really like those answers. No. Well, let me ask you while while Skeets is thinking about it. You'll come up. With okay. That's my When's the last time you hit the dentist? Fear. When's the last time you hit the dentist? Because maybe I'm projecting. I haven't. I haven't been uh, Trey. Oh. While you think uh, about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm still in between my most recent checkup and my next six months checkup. Oh, so, so sometime you're on, in the last six months, yeah. So you're on pace. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can't you tell? Yeah. Do you still you have JD the uh, incredibly named dentist? Was it you or was it Dr. Uh, we both uh, – Trey and I had the same dentist, uh, Alex Rodriguez. Oh, Alex Rodriguez. Dr. That's Alex it. Yeah. Rodriguez. Uses a bat on you. Yeah, it hurts, but he gets the job done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen A-Ride in a while, actually. Same. There is, there is uh, a new dentist. A new dentist. I like her, though. Yeah, this is a – they had to move A-Rod to third base and now Jeter's. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all the cleaning. Dr. Jeter. <laughs> all right, what's your I don't biggest know. NBA I, fear? I, I mean, I was going to say this, but I know Trey is going to disagree with me because I think he's on record saying the opposite, but, like, that they are going to, like, take a year off or two of the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take away our dunk contest because it's been bad. Look. They should. That's a And good I know one. you said that. That's they would a get one on. year off. But, like – Get the people excited again. I still get hyped every year. I yeah. talk myself into it every year. Oh, as long as, as long as we have two good dunkers, it'll be fine. And maybe we will this year. Maybe I caught we'll... myself. I caught myself. I saw Shaden Sharp doing some dunks. Hell yeah. yeah. Vince Carter's excited. Hey, that's all I need to hear. <sighs> Got my heart rate up a little bit. I said, nah, not this year. I'd be pleasantly surprised by Shaden Sharp. So I'm not going to watch him dunk for the rest of the year. Okay. <laughs> Vince, Vince got pumped. Vince got pumped. Yeah, he said he's, a, he's the next me. Oh, wow. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, he's lying. Zach Levine is the next Vince Carter. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, Tommy says uh, player strike or maybe a locket or something like that. Well, that's Damn, real we scary We talked about stuff. that yesterday. Yeah. Ooh, no basketball. What would we do? Go on tour again? <laughs> Take the show on the road? That'd be nice. Probably. Listen, I-, I want a dunk contest. We're yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. in Salt Lake City this year. We're going? Unlike last year who were sitting here. Yeah, I think so. I think the bu- it's within the budget. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all be there. And okay. what are we doing on Saturday night? We're going there for a three-point contest and a skills competition. You're right. We You're need right. something. No, we, we need the dunks. We'll we need Shaden. I think I'm going to Utah, hopefully for All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And then like a few weeks later to do a little hiking trip. Ah. I've never even been to Utah, and I'm going to be there twice, hopefully in like a three-week span. Wow. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, I'm excited. Lots yeah, of great you loved mountains. it. Yeah. yeah, it's cool how they just stuck a city in the middle of the mountains, oh. mm-hmm. and they've got a beautiful train station. Oh, I love trains. Very picturesque. I imagine we might have some gentle snow falling from the sky. It'll look like a postcard. Jeez. <laughs> Wish you were here in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> Is that guy that used to make the going crazy about when the trains come in still around? We should get him <laughs> out. Guy. Uh, be a correspondent for us. Fly him out. We got the budget. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> What's this budget you guys keep mentioning? I don't know. We oh, got it's one, all though. these likes. I think we get a dollar for every like. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. So, I didn't know uh, that. Uh, we are going to Salt Lake City. Either. All right. Yeah. That is in the budget. Train guy, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. He's going on his own day. What was that guy's name? I can't remember. I can picture him perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Awesome look with camera right in his face. <laughs> Getting guy. super hyped about <laughs> uh, trains train coming. Guy. Will? Was it Will? Uh, oh, there he is. Francis Bourgeois. Uh, <laughs> TikTok's biggest train fan. 
See you in Salt Lake. All right, buddy. Francois. Francis. 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 The floating meringue himself, Francis Bourgeois. Okay, we're calling it there. Uh, we're off the tracks. Ah, Francis would love that joke. Uh, join us later today over at No Breaks, Trey and Graydon breaking down uh, the, let's be honest, somewhat uneventful Mexican GP. Not a yes. lot happening yes. in the race. Not I watched the race. Happening. I can say that. I actually watched the whole thing. Q1 for Graydon. Did anything exciting happen in this race? Well, his uh, he w- I was watching it with him, and his uh, his son peed all over our uh, <laughs> kitchen floor. I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> I, we're gonna, I think we're going to talk more about pee. Yeah. Um, Trace Leche's cakes. Uh, we made taquitos. Homemade taquitos. Oh, taquitos. I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil my take here, but <laughs> homemade taquitos, too much work. Mm. It was a lot. It's a lot of work. It was a, a lot, lot of work, work for a taquito. Probably paid off a delicious taquito, but just get a frozen one. Mm. Will be my recommendation. Ooh, wow. My recommendation going forward. Right. But man, that tres leches cake was an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah. I Nora saw it on yeah. the ground. Nora brought hoping it, it was coming GP. the next day. Um, but we got other fun stuff planned. We'll talk about uh, that NASCAR race. Oh, the guy just yeah. sends it up the wall. Very cool. Uh, and if you got questions you want Graydon to answer or me to fake answer, send them in because okay. we could use them right now. Okay, yeah, send them in. boring race. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Tweet at Trey, at Trey Kirby. Uh, questions for uh, for the No Breaks team. Live at 1 p.m. Eastern here from the Live Classic Live at 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Hey, I want someone to explain to me the NASCAR part where he goes along the wall. Like, okay. why that worked. Someone just break it down for me. Break it down. Seeing the clip, it's amazing. It's incredible. But I'm like a little confused like how that works <laughs> why that because works. Uh, just tell me tell me I'll listen how do you no go break. faster when you're crashing so much yeah, right right tune in right right there it is uh all right until uh no breaks and then here tomorrow 10 a.m eastern live from the classic factory for no dunks clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember best hot food at 7-eleven you just remind me a taquito very good it is good <laughs> frozen are better but yeah brace the day people Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.